Hello, I am Joshua P. Warren, and this is Joshua P. Warren Daily. Well, it's been kind of a crazy day here in Puerto Rico. There was another blackout. The uh, power was out most of the day. So that's just something that you always have to be prepared for. You never know when that's going to happen. And so um, I do my best to make sure that everything can be battery-powered if need be. And I also want to point out that I do own, of course, a Sunshine Simple solar generator for the home, which was initially created by my team and myself years ago to be the world's most powerful solar generator for the price guaranteed. So I, however, am still a little bit um, conservative when it comes to using the Sunshine Simple Generator. And that's because, you know, if I were back in the States and the power went out, uh, I would be like, okay, let's grab the Sunshine Simple. Let's plug it up. Let's watch TV. Let's play a video game. Let's get on the computer, you know. But here in Puerto Rico, that's a little different. I'm on this island out here in the middle of nowhere. And I know that when the power goes out, it's not supposed to be out for days or weeks or months. But it could be. And so when you are facing that type of a challenge, you don't want to be frivolous with how you use your your power. Um, So that's why, you know, when I lose power here, instead of just immediately plugging everything into the Sunshine Simple, I kind of hold off for a while before I do that, just in case I'm going to need to stretch that power out for a long time. But this is just another example of whether or not you're in a place that is prone to power outage because of weather or just the grid is faulty or whatever, you really need to look into the Sunshine Simple solar generator. Um, it's it, it, For one thing, it's so compact, you can toss it in your car and take it with you. It doesn't use any smelly fuel or any type of toxic substances. Um, you never have to worry about running out of fuel as long as the sun is shining. Uh, go to sunshinesimple.com to learn about the Sunshine Simple Solar Generator. Sunshinesimple.com. So anyway, uh, I was happy because, as, as I mentioned, I have a whole slew of radio interviews over the next 30 days. And I had one scheduled today with Dave Schrader, a buddy of mine who hosts Beyond the Darkness on Podcast One. And uh, I was fully prepared to to be able to do the whole show using battery power, but just before showtime, the power came back on. So I talked to Dave probably about 90 minutes or something like that. Um, Now, of course, that was recorded, so that is going to be posted on uh, his system there on Wednesday. And then Wednesday night, I'll be doing a live broadcast with Heather Wade, Midnight in the Desert. And I'm not even, I can't even remember exactly how many hours that one's going to be, but it's going to be a long one. So Wednesday, you're going to have your fill of me. Um, but, you know, I'm, I'm very fortunate that all these people are giving me um, forums to come on and talk about what I'm up to. And so I'll be doing a lot of these radio interviews And I'll be keeping you updated as uh, far as when these things are going to be airing or released or whatever. So that said, you know, speaking of Sunshine Simple Solar Generators, um, I 
created that company and then I sold it to my buddy Mobius. And I did that because that Mobius is the engineer who actually makes the machines. And I have um, a little more on my plate than I can even handle anyway right now. So it made sense for him just to own the company. So you're, if you buy a Sunshine Simple, you'll be dealing with the guy who's making your machine. You know, he's, he's going to be the actual owner. And Mobius, being a, an engineer, being such a technical type, he's always sending me these groundbreaking stories about what's happening in laboratories with experiments on the scientific forefront, which are things that are unfortunately often kind of pushed to the back page, so to speak, when it comes to mainstream news coverage. Everybody talks about politics or social tragedies, and um, a lot of scientific achievement uh, kind of gets swept under the rug a little bit. you got to dig for it, so it's always cool when there is breaking news about some kind of a development. And listen to this. This is a news release from MIT, the Massachusetts Institute of Technology. It's an official news release. It's even posted on their website. Uh, Their website, I'm looking at it right now, is news.mit.edu. Scientists believe they have created a new form of matter made of light. Now, before I continue with this, I want to clarify something. Really, technically, everything in the world, everything in the universe is made of light, you could say. Because everything in the universe is just electromagnetic fields um, clustering and, you know, interacting in one way or another. And some of these clusters of electromagnetic fields are resonating at frequencies that we can touch that are physical to us, like the the table that I'm knocking on right now. And, And some of these are only within a realm where they're not physical to us, but they're visible, which is just like the light coming from the lamp overhead. I can't reach out and feel that I can feel a temperature change, but I can't feel it physically, but I can see that. And then there is much more electromagnetism all around us that you can't touch or see. It's invisible. So um, so you could say that everything, if you want to look at it that way, is light. But in order to prevent confusion, when I use the word light in the context of the story, now I'm talking about the normal usage of the word, like what happens when you turn on a flashlight, you know, that, this, that, that stuff that comes out. So here's what MIT has released. They, their, their headline is, Physicists Create New Form of Light. And the subheadline is, Newly Observed Optical State Could Enable Quantum Computing with photons. Now, even if you didn't get all that, just new type of quantum computing sounds pretty darn cool, doesn't it? So I'm just going to read a little of this. Uh, This was released by Jennifer Chu at the MIT News Office. It says, try a quick experiment. Take two flashlights into a dark room and shine them so that their light beams cross. Notice anything particular? The rather anticlimactic answer is probably not. That's because the individual photons that make up light do not interact. Instead, they simply pass each other by like indifferent spirits in the night. 
But what if light particles could be made to interact, attracting and repelling each other like atoms in ordinary matter? One tantalizing, albeit sci-fi possibility, lightsabers, beams of light that can pull and push on each other, making for dazzling epic confrontations, or in a more likely scenario, two beams of light could meet and merge into one single luminous stream. It may seem like such optical behavior would require bending the rules of physics, but in fact, scientists at MIT, Harvard University, and elsewhere have now demonstrated that photons can indeed be made to interact, an accomplishment that could open a path toward using photons in quantum computing, if not lightsabers. In a paper published today in the journal Science, the team led by Vladin Volotik, the Lester Wolf Professor of Physics at MIT, and Professor Mikhail Lukin from Harvard University, reports that it has observed groups of three photons interacting and in effect sticking together to form a completely new kind of photonic matter. Now listen folks, I could go on trying to explain technically what they did. I'm not going to do that, though, because, you know, (laughs) this is not as easy as making macaroni. Uh, So there's no point in me trying to describe the details here. I'll post this article for you on my Twitter page, at Joshua P. Warren, and also on my Facebook account, or you can just look this up. Again, um, the headline is, Physicists Create New Form of Light, coming from MIT. So... Well, right off the bat, as a Star Wars geek, yeah, I'm pretty excited about the idea that I might live to see a real lightsaber. But, I gotta be honest with you, it's probably not a good idea for lightsabers to exist in the real world, and that's because it's hard enough to twirl a stick around without hitting yourself in the head. So imagine if that stick could just instantly, you know, vaporize your head. None of us probably needs to be playing with a lightsaber. It works well for the Jedi's in Star Wars, but that is a work of fiction. So don't think that, uh, you know, we. you might not even want to be handed a lightsaber just in case you hiccuped or something like that and dropped it on your toe. But the lightsaber thing is just one sort of obvious example of what we're talking about here, the idea of creating a form of light-oriented matter that can be cohesive and stick together and that you can control and treat just like some kind of a structure to a certain extent. But what I find even more interesting about this, that they are, are telling us, look, this has been accomplished, so we know that it's a real thing that exists out there in the universe, What's even more interesting is that this puts into context some of these things that we've had trouble understanding about the UFO phenomenon. Because, yeah, back in the old days, people would talk about seeing UFOs that were, you know, flying saucers that looked like the more nuts and bolts type craft like two pieces of machined aluminum or whatever stuck together, or maybe that cigar shape. But in many other cases, people say that these UFOs, they look like they're made of light. 
they look almost like some kind of a plasma or whatever that might have a saucer shape or it might be a little shape shifting but it seems like that sometimes the entire ufo has a luminosity to it like it's made of a material that is composed of light or how about all these times when a ufo flies over top of some unlucky person who's about to get abducted and what happens they shine a beam of light down. Now, it doesn't seem like they're just shining down a beam of light because they want to take a look at the person. No, the person reacts violently when the beam of light hits them, as if that person is trapped in some kind of energy field that's a very physical thing, and you know they, they arch their back, and you know they, they go paralyzed. And the next thing you know, they're sucked up through this beam of light. And I'm not just talking about your Travis Walton type experience. I mean, there are many, many cases of this being described throughout the uh, literature of ufology. And so I feel like I could sit here and I could talk for hours about the possible implications of this. But the bottom line is this is just one more piece of evidence that indeed um, we know that light being used as a structured substance whether it is the the actual shell of of a craft or whether it is a a beam that's able to interact with people and objects and move them around uh, however it's being used we now know that this is possible that this has been done that this is technically feasible in the lab and this is not coming from some you know wacko alternative news source this is straight from mit so that's pretty darn impressive, if you ask me. It also makes you wonder about the um, the idea throughout history of people who have some kind of special powers being surrounded with an aura of light or something at least like a halo. You know, you have stories, of course, like Jesus or angels or, or other types of ascended masters who have some kind of light around them. And you're like, well, what is this light? We're, we know that people don't shine light from their skin. So what is this? Maybe it is some type of form of matter that can congeal around you once your spiritual biofield reaches some certain level where it, it sort of is reshaping the matter around it um i don't know this is this is brand new but at least now we're seeing like look whether or not you believe in ufos or any of this stuff we now have some handle on the reality of a luminous material that fits hand in hand with many of these strange effects that are attributed to the paranormal world so that's pretty wild um, so I'll keep you updated on that. Hopefully you find that as interesting as I do. Um, whether or not we get lightsabers or if it's just going to be, you know, craft of light or beams that are like tractor beams that can move stuff around. Who knows? But I'm pretty sure we're, you know, something's going to happen. At very least, computers are going to get better, it sounds like. And so that's always a cool thing to know. Um, so listen, a couple things before I end this podcast. Number one. Um, my buddies Daniel Hurst of M&D Paranormal and Christian McLeod of the Asheville Cryptid Society, they have a really cool new event. It's a van trip that's going to take you to graveyards and haunted houses and all kinds of interesting places. Uh, I'm going to be telling you more about that probably tomorrow. 
I'll be posting something about it soon. I was going, going to post something today, but then, you know, I was out of power and uh, I've been distracted. So if you live in the area around Asheville, North Carolina, then um, I'll be telling you again probably tomorrow about this uh, really fun opportunity to do something with those guys in, um, I think, March they're going to do this. And then also, I want to reiterate, now that I'm doing all this radio stuff, um, there are fewer and fewer tickets available to my event in Las Vegas in May. And I want you to know that there is a payment plan available if you go there and you're having trouble because a lot of people said, man, I want to be there, but I can't afford uh, to put it all out right now. There's a payment option available. And I'll tell you what else. I am so confident in the experience that you're going to have there. I'm also giving you a 100% money back guarantee on the fee for the event. So there's no excuse for you not to go there and buy a ticket to be a part of this. That, that is how powerful this is. And that's how willing I am to do whatever I can to help you get there. So all you have to do is go to joshuapwarren.com, joshuapwarren.com. There is no period after the P. You'll find a link to the event at the top of the page. You'll also find a picture of the Forces of Nature wand off to the right, or just go to the Curiosity Shop and um, you can see how you can get your hands on one of those before they're gone again for good. Uh, and also at joshuapwarren.com, there's a link at the top of the homepage to this podcast called Joshua P. Warren Daily. I do my best to record one for you every day. It's always short. It's always free. And it's unedited. I don't have to pass this by anybody. This goes directly from me to you it's uncensored. It's the real deal. I don't even stop. I just get on here and I tell you what's going on. I speak true. I speak from the heart and I tell you exactly what's on my mind. So you can go there, click the link at joshuapwarren.com. You'll find various ways you can subscribe and you can also follow me on Twitter at Joshua P. Warren and I will tweet when a new one is available. So as usual, Thank you for your interest. Thank you for your support. Thank you for staying curious. And I will talk to you again soon.